All right. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready indeed. Hello, folks. Welcome to Series 4, Episode 4 of YTSN, colon, ATP. Wanted to make sure I got that right. I mean, they all know what it stands for by now. It's I literally know, in I our know. email. I know. Um, I, I like the acronyms. The the uh, OTFN. The on-the-fly acro- on yep. acronyms. A, th- a yep. throwback to the episode BDSTM slash OTFA. Yep. <laughs> I can't even remember what the BT- BDSTM uh, stands for. That but. was a joke about... I think Alex was getting like tied up. Something, something. So, that some, it obviously is BDSM BD- related. Yeah, it's BDSTM, which is like the joke of the taskmaster letters and the letters in BDSM. Anyway, I'm. O- anyway, I'm. An o- acronym joke. Anyway, I'm Arnold. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'm Sylvester Stallone, and this is Jackass. Yep. Uh, but but for, for I any love new this. Listen- I already love this. I think this might be this my is, favorite intro of ever done. This this is really good. Uh, hello everybody. Uh, for for anyone who might be a new listener, should we make that a new uh, running joke? We just introduce ourselves as I, a different I celebrity every time. I don't think so. I think we have to do it. We have to drop it on them uh, unprompted because just in case there are any new listeners out there who don't know what the hell is going on. Hello, hi, thank you so much for Who would be a new listener on this episode, but yeah. I'm hoping um, the YouTube algorithm will someday make that a possibility. Uh, I'm Joe, he's Emerson, and we are going to be talking about Taskmaster. Yes, we are indeed. But before we do that, I do have one thing I'd like to mention. Uh, For those of you who are supporters of charity and stuff, uh, right now there is a... um, Right now, as of date of recording, which is 11-16-21, there is an ongoing charity live stream called Desert Bus for Hope, where a bunch of internet comedians who I followed for a long time, uh, they play a really, really bad video game called Desert Bus. And I've they, heard of Desert Bus. It's just like you sit and drive in a straight line for about eight hours or something. Yes, that is exactly it. They're th- the reason you've heard of it is that Desert Bus has become popularized by this particular uh, charity group, charity live stream called Desert Bus for Hope. Every year they play this game round the clock, 24 hours a day, until they run out of money. Because they, the more people donate, the longer time they have to do. And right as of right now, they are in hour 92 of 155. This episode is going to go up on Thursday. Probably, Hopefully. which means they'll probably have they'll probably have like about. Watch me not put it up on Thursday. Well, then it's a little less topical, but they should have about a most of a day left. They've been going for almost a week as of right now, but uh, who knows? Uh, they raise. They're probably on track to raise almost a million dollars, mm. million U.S. dollars for Child's Play Charity, which is a uh, charity set up by the people who run Penny Arcade. Who are the who make who are a bunch of online comic writers who also do like things like the PAX conventions in the United States and Australia, and it's a charity that gives toys and games and video games like that to children in children's hospitals. Oh, that's just, very kind. It's a good cause. It's a good cause, and they're doing it now. And I figured I'd mention it in case any of our listeners hadn't heard of it. They do this every year around November, so. Uh, if this is in the future and it's getting towards November, go to w, go to desertbus.org and just look it up. It's it's nice. They're funny. 
I really enjoy them. Damn, it's hard to believe it's nearly the end of 2021. Time keeps on marching. It, it's going to be the one-year anniversary of our podcast soon. Hey, that'll be great. I have absolutely no idea what we're going to do for it. Nothing. We should do nothing and just keep the ju- and just like not acknowledge it. No, I want to do something fun for a change. What if we did like um live uh, show come to the United States? No, what if I mean I'd say something like we could do like a live thing on I don't know Twitch or something, but I don't think our audience would be large enough. Yeah, also I don't know how to do that. <sighs> I mean, we'd probably find a way. I think we could do something like um, maybe a, a, tier, a tier list of the contestants from... I think if we get Series 5 done in time for the one-year anniversary, which is the 3rd of March, then... We'll, we'll be done then. Why don't we do Champion of Champions as our one-year anniversary? That could be a good idea. Do you think we're we're workshopping here? Should we do Champion of Champions as two episodes or one giant episode? I think we should do it as one giant episode. Okay. I hate two part podcasts. I mean, if we if we if it was a two part thing, we'd probably do it on two consecutive days. I I hate being made to wait for any reason. Okay. Although maybe. I'd- if we do I, that, I, maybe one of us could cover one of episodes and the other could do the other. Oh, is Champion of Champ? I thought Champion of Champions was a single episode. Is it two of them? Um, the first Champion of Champions is two episodes. Oh, then the maybe second we Champion of Champions, which will be uh, the winners from series six to ten, is just going to be one episode. Oh, okay. I thought they were both one episode. I run a Taskmaster podcast. Yay. Um, maybe we should do that. Don't worry. You haven't seen past, like, series five or anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, I think then we should probably do it as two episodes. And, mm. uh... We yeah. could release them on, like, consecutive days or something. Yeah, that would, that would work. Uh, I also want to do, uh, maybe not necessarily for the one-year anniversary, but I would like to do a tier list of the Series 1 to 5 contestants. Okay. Yeah, that can work. Because like, I think that would be um, 25 contestants, and I think that would be make, make for a good bonus episode. I'm sure there'll be a lot of hashtag controversy when, when I put like Q Dennis up at the top. I mean, I don't think people would necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I kind of like Hugh Dennis. He's not my favorite contestant from of all time, but he's a good one. I think that Hugh is a lot better than he's given credit for on the show, as I will mention, actually, throughout. Yeah, the, uh, this is a very interesting episode for Hugh, but we will get to that in a yeah. bit. Uh, shall we stop bantering and start talking Taskmaster? This is barely banter. This is actually, like, production stuff. So, but, um, yeah. Let us know what you want to do in terms of, like, um, extra one-year anniversary content. Yeah, do let us know at ytsnpod at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram as well, which I believe is called YTSN Podcast because I run it, but I don't think about it ever. And I haven't posted anything in months on it. Um, That's a mood. You... Well, nobody ever responds to it other than spammers because, you know, 
were a very small podcast at the time. But you can absolutely reach out to us there. Uh, do not reach out to us on Imgur ever because I hate Imgur and it's. I no, this watch is not someone a, reach out to us on Imgur. This I well, swear. they won't get a response. I I swear to God, Imgur. When I created the when I created the account for the podcast, um, Imgur asked me what Imgur sent me a survey link, and I was like, "What is the things that you like the most about Imgur?" And I said. It's fairly easy to rearrange the images because, you know, it couldn't let you leave that blank. And then I they asked, what is the worst thing about Imgur? It's users. That's That was my answer. Im, <laughs> wow. Imgur's users are actively awful, and I don't like them. Joe, you've become the very thing you sought to destroy. What? You're an Imgur user, and you hate Imgur users. No, I used Imgur previously, and Imgur users is why I no longer use Imgur. Anyway, uh, Taskmaster Series 4, Episode 4. Friendship Ep is truth. Yep. Uh, so, um... Banter between Alex and Greg reveals that Alex is wearing shin pads. Uh, Alex feels very safe next to Greg because he's big and strong, although in my notes I wrote bug and strong. So it makes me wonder what kind of bug Greg Davis would be. Um, Cockroach? No. I think he'd be... I don't know. What's a big, beefy bug? Because cockroaches are quite big and beefy. No, they're not. Not compared to some of the horrible shit you get in Australia and Africa. He'd be one of those giant beetles with, like, claws at the top. I almost want to say a, a dung stag, beetle. A dung beetle. <laughs> but that's, that's implying that Greg rolls around shit all the time, and he does Well, to be fair, though, he thrives, on he thrives on the bullshit on this show. That's true. Yeah, let's go with Greg as a giant beetle, probably one that rolls it's around like, dung. like the beetle in a bug's life. Yeah, yeah, that one. What's, what's the... I, I don't know. I know Flix the... Um, I don't... The ant, and everyone remembers Heimlich the caterpillar. I mm, that could be Greg actually, but I don't remember a German caterpillar. I don't remember enough about Bugs Life to give you a definitive answer there. The movie's like um, twenty three years old. It's older than me. Why are you so young? Anyways. The first Pixar film that came out in my lifetime was Monsters Inc., and I was five days old. <sighs> okay. Anyways, um... Uh, the prize task. Prize most, task. The surprising. contestants have been asked to bring in the most surprising picture of themselves. Uh, I'm taking this one, am I right? Yes. Okay, so, um... Joe Lysett. Uh, big up Joe Lysett. He is in first, and he has brought in, um... A very, very iconic picture. Uh, it's a picture of him in a hammock, shirtless... And his back fat is pressing through, sort of like, um, I mean, obviously, well, it'll be in the Imga file, but if you don't know the picture in question, what the hell have you been doing all your life? Um, yeah, he's getting basically imprinted on it, like, if you trust, if you, like, wrap a ham or something like that. The oh, yeah, that's the, what it is. Of the, of the hammock is doing that. Huh. I see why they call it a hammock. <laughs> Humor. Anyway, Hugh, 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 Hugh humor. Um, also, I should mention that Joe Lysett's face is uh, in the in his picture is very funny. He's got like a weird buck tooth smile. 
Um, anyway, Hugh Dennis. Uh, Hugh Dennis, uh, notoriously known for being shit in the prize tasks up to this point, uh, completely misses the point of the task. Well, not completely, but it's like he says it's not... They're asked to bring in a surprising picture, and Hugh Dennis right away says that the picture is not surprising, but instead the use it's been put to. It's a so Hugh Dennis has brought in a cardboard cutout of his face that's been made into a mask, and what he has done is that he wears it when he goes shopping, so that people don't think he's Hugh Dennis because who would why would Hugh Dennis wear a Hugh Dennis mask? Doesn't make any sense. And then nobody bothers him. It's and and he and it weirdly does work. Uh, although Greg probably, is in probably because he, there's a strange man dressed like a serial killer walking around <laughs> with a mask on his face. Don't go near that man. I, when you say dressed like a serial killer, is he a serial killer before or after the mask comes on? I think if we're going along with the running joke this season that Hugh Dennis is in fact a serial killer, then however Hugh Dennis chooses to dress is like so a serial. Anyone who dresses in just like a who any so anyone who dresses just like a dad is a serial killer. Maybe not. Maybe it's the Hugh Dennis face as well. Maybe it's the fact that it's Hugh Dennis. Hugh Dennis maybe just puts out an aura of serial killer. So like Alex's reasons for wearing uh, a different tie every every time for every one of Mel Gedroich's task is, in his words, because of Mel Gedroich. Hugh Dennis looks like a sociopath because he's Hugh Dennis. Yes, and uh, not a sociopath, a psychopath. Yeah. Very easy to mix up. But uh, yeah. speaking of Mel, um, Mel has been photoshopped has photoshopped herself into a painting, and um, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the. Should I try pronouncing the name of this? I didn't painting? write it down because I don't know how to write. I, do, I couldn't even begin to tell you how it was spelled. I know it's by Manet, not yeah. Monet. The only reason I was able to spell it right is because I, I don't normally watch the episodes on uh, all four. I'll just watch them on do a Do they have web- subtitles? Yes, they do have subtitles on all four. So I went there. Um, Le Déjeuner Soleur. Oh, for God. Le, Le Déjeuner Soleur. Why don't you just put the sound bite from the episode in? Uh, yeah. Le lib. And it, yeah, that 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 painting, that piece of shit painting with Mel it's, in it. I, I would apologize to the French, but they deserved it for having uh, language like that. Noel thinks Mel looks like a Peter. But is it a? It's a pervert, right? Yeah, because it's like people having intimate relations in a forest and then there's Mel walking through. My question more about this is did Mel have this made for the task? Did she Photoshop herself in or pay someone to Photoshop herself into this? Or did she just have this already and it's like, God, that's a bit surprising. I honestly don't know and I don't really strive to find out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's about right. Uh, Noel Fielding brought in a picture of himself as the Virgin Mary from his Mighty Boosh years. Um, what, what is the Mighty Boosh? I feel like I'm missing out on important Noel Fielding So, um, the Mighty Boosh, uh, I have the... Uh, I've, I've ne- I should just, re- for the record, I have never seen Mighty Boosh. Obviously, I've been aware of their existence for a while, but I've just never thought to access their contents. So, 
Um, the Mighty Boosh is a British comedy troupe featuring comedians Julian Barrett, uh, who I think is uh, the baby Jesus in that picture. Yeah, because uh, Noel, Noel is holding the, this baby Jesus, which is a grown man with a mustache. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Noel Fielding. Um, other members include or have included Dave Brown, Michael Fielding, and Rick Fulker or Fulcher or something. But anyway, but Julian and Noel are the two most well known ones from Mighty Boosh. Mm-hmm. This okay. is gripping content. I mean, I feel like we need to just sort of slowly build up to Lolly Atafope because I um, actually was not surprised by anything else. Um, but Noel thinks he looks like uh, Lady Di in his picture. Uh, Fun and segue. Lady Di, for anyone who's a little bit unfamiliar from with her name, is uh, was Princess Diana. Um. Lady and Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales, aka the People's crash, Princess, died in a car crash in '97 in Paris. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories around that. Please do not entertain those in the comments. Hmm. I have a. I can only stand so many of the so many the Queen hmm. did it jokes before I get tired of them. I mean, she was called the People's Princess for, obviously, while loved by the whole British nation, she was despised by the Queen. And, yeah, brief history lesson from the for the British royal family. Diana was a very popular princess with the people, like Emerson said, but the entire royal family did not get along with her, including notably Prince Charles, her husband. If, and, you've, if you've seen The Crown, you'll probably have some sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Because the crown, I'm, I'm not. I don't watch the crown, but I think it's up to the eighties, yeah, eighties slash nineties. The last I haven't watched it either, but I've seen enough clips on YouTube. One of like the last images of the show is from that season is Diana at a Christmas party with the royal family, and it's like, and like all the staff is being really nice to her in Buckingham Palace, and then she goes out to take the picture of like the annual Christmas picture and like everybody else is just sort of like giving her the stink eye and it just closes in on her face while Christmas music is playing in the background. You're like, Oh, Oh, I should say, um, uh, princess Diana's, uh, memorial is actually a playground. I feel like she would have wanted that. And and when I don't mean like, it's like it, it wasn't turned into a playground. It was, built to be a playground from day one because obviously i don't know why we're spending so much talking about maybe we're just trying to drag the tension out a little bit we're trying to not talk about the fact that if we do want to just move forward into what why we're talking about princess diana is can i say one more thing about uh semi princess diana you have you seen both you haven't seen bojack horseman have you i'm aware of it i'm aware Um, of it well basically uh there's a character in if, if you've not seen Bojack, this is from like series season five of Bojack. If you've not seen up to that point, skip ahead about two-ish minutes. Um, what do you mean two minutes? We're spending two minutes on Bojack Horseman? Yeah, well, I'll try and make it that way. But anyway, so uh, there's a character in Bojack Horseman called Diane Wynn. And um, in one episode in the fifth series, uh, a char- the, 
one episode in the fifth series is like it's told through the perspective of a character who we're seeing for the first time. Uh, so none of the characters are actually like the people that she claims they are. She's she's sort of making up the names to protect their identity. So Bojack becomes Bobo the the angsty zebra, uh, and um, Mr. Peanut Butter, who's like a golden Labrador, becomes a chocolate lab chocolate Labrador. Mr. Peanut Butter's a anthropomorphic Labrador, by the way, in case you didn't gather. And Diane and Diane uh, becomes a princess, like a ver- her version of Princess Diana. Um, and there's a weird like the, and the final scene fast forward to the final scene of the series um, Bojack goes into rehab um, because of something he did on the set of a TV show and Diane drops him off and the final shot is Diane uh, driving into a tunnel before the credits and oh. because of the, 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 the Princess Diana thing earlier the People thought that uh, Diane driving into the tunnel before the end of the series had was some foreshadowing for the next series that uh, she was going to be killed, killed off. Okay. Spoiler alert: she wasn't. Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we we've dragged the tension out for this long I, enough, I haven't we? I genuinely have no idea what you were talking about. I have not watched BoJack Horseman even. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant. It's a good show, but you need to have a very specific sense of humor. I am aware of that. I am aware of all the accolades it has received. I have never had any interest in watching it. I'm perfectly fine without it. I mean, I finished big the fifth series of Big Mouth not too long ago. Don't want to watch that either. I I know what I want to watch, and neither of those are it. Anyways, Uh, moving on. Lolly Adafope. We've we have we did not spend the last. I don't know. 10 minutes talking about Princess Diana uh, for nothing because Lolly's most surprising photo is of her whiting up and pretending to be Lady Di in an amazingly hilarious picture. Yeah. Would it would it be wrong to title this episode I'm Princess Diana and this is Jackass or too wordy and could be sl- I don't know if I was going to see if it could be perceived as mildly insensitive, but you're talking about a black woman who is whited up to play Princess Diana, so insensitivity is not really an issue. Yeah, I'm. I- <laughs> well, it's not an issue, but it's nowhere near as. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I know. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Um, but anyway, I just. Oh dear. Uh, but Wally what a- just did this. I for, I you know she said something about like like trying to talk about like you know the opposite version of blackface i don't think that's why she did it the reason why she did it i have no idea it was a political state she said it was a political statement about uh to speak up against when white people black up in movies yeah but and how it makes how it makes people feel the black community feel uncomfortable so i understand that when you see a what a black woman doing a white face it naturally does not look right and thus make you feel uncomfortable yeah but nobody ever nobody does blackface anymore except for aspiring politicians and jimmy I'm, kimmel i i didn't know that one uh, anyway oh jimmy nobody, kimmel did blackface once nobody yeah, but like nobody does blackface anymore. i feel like this is something she must have done it for some reason just 
I don't understand why. Anyways, I have one. I have one very quick final comment in the official in the official Ed Gamble podcast where they talk about this episode. uh, Mel Gedroich is on, and when they come to discussing this image, Mel calls the image a a right cracker or something, and I think, whoa! I mean, it was. I'm sure it was completely unintentional, but like, damn. Mm-hmm. That you, you can't not see that because I I yeah. can definitely see Mel doing it unintentionally, and I imagine that whoever they had editing this was like was like had to edit out Mel, you know, realizing what she'd said about three seconds later. Oh no, it stayed in. Well, no, no, I meant like Mel swearing, like like shit. Did I actually say that? Oh no, she didn't. She. Well, no, I don't I think saying, she was I even fully was aware of out. the concept. Oh. My brain's all over the place. Anyway, scores, finally. Lolly's amazingly uh, surprising picture gets her five. Joe's uh, ham gets him four. Um, Mel in uh, the Mano painting gets her three. Noel gets two because Greg doesn't think it's the most surprising thing. And Hugh Dennis, uh, he's blown it once again with the prize task and gets one point. Um... Would you like to talk? Yes, I would like to do Taskmaster Joe. Oh, okay. Taskmaster Joe. Right. So, um, starting from the bottom here, the the bottom three, I don't think are that surprising based on the people who did it. So, like, starting with the 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 last place, Noel Fielding, because. Nothing about what I know about Noel Fielding is in any way going to be like, like, this is not surprising that he would have a photograph like this. Nothing Uh, surprises me with Noel Fielding. Exactly. Similarly, Joe Lysett, fourth place. Joe Lysett is exactly the kind of person who would take a picture like that, keep it on him, and use it for laughs. No shadow of a doubt. No shadow of a doubt that that like he would do this. I have. It's not surprising at all. It'd be surprising if Mel had a picture like this or Hugh, but not Joe Lysette. I mean, if Mel had, if Mel bought, brought in a picture of her sitting in a hammock with uh, <laughs> any potential back fat that she had pressed through, it would be pretty. It would be both amazing and uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah, but like you see, that would be very surprising. And the yeah, fact exactly. that, and, and speaking of which, Mel photoshopping herself into a Manet painting, little surprising. Also not third place. Hugh is in second because Hugh. It's not a surprising image, but the fact that. It's a mask of Hugh's own face that Hugh wears around like a... No- and he thinks that this is in any way, shape, or form... Well, he doesn't think it's normal, but the fact that he's even doing it is surprising. So What's even more surprising point, is that it works. According to Hugh. We, that mm. is a... I mean, Hugh I Dennis might I be don't... a psychopath. Hugh Dennis might be a psychopath and a, psychopath, psychopath and a serial killer, but he's not a liar true um and but yeah hugh gets second then first place is uh lady lolly lolly spencer princess of princess of wales because 
Princess of Adafope. Lady of Lolly, Adifope. Princess of Adafope. Yep. I, uh, ha- that can be the episode title, but that's very wordy. Um, yeah, but it's kind of got Lady Lolly, Princess of Adafope. I, th- I kind of like that, actually. I do. But, um, uh, sure, why not? Why not? If it, yep. And then, and then the epi- and then the thumbnail still ends up being uh, a picture of Hugh's butthole, not Al- Alex's butthole. Sorry. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, it's just like nothing about Lolly would make me think that she had that image. So yeah, that's that's number one. That's that's first place. Now I'm going to set my microphone down and play on my phone while Joe talks about the next task. Glad to see I'm entertaining you, Emerson. Moving right along to task number one. No, I'm just kidding. I'll still be here. Task number one. This make the highest splash. You have 15 minutes and one attempt. Also, so before you commence the task, you must say who you think will win the task. Those who correctly guess the winner will win an extra five points. Your time starts when Alex blows his whistle. Now, uh, first thing to note, this Everyone introduce the task outside of the Taskmaster house. There is a yeah. telescope sitting on a tripod in the driveway, which looks towards the caravan where the task has been pinned to the door. Um, amazingly enough, they actually don't have them like normally the task is not shown on screen. This time they actually show it. They, they pointed the camera down the barrel of the telescope, which is great because I could just take a screenshot of that and read verbatim off that instead of having to transcribe what everyone is fucking saying because that's which is that's what i normally end up doing okay also they didn't need to uh, look through they the didn't need to use the telescope at all which he was very annoyed by because he couldn't really figure out how to use the telescope so the Hugh gets annoyed Hugh, several more times this episode Hugh, Hugh will and uh Hugh can't really read it everyone could have just gone up to the task and read it normally but they uh they did not uh, anyways, uh, Hugh, th- so going through everyone who they think will make the biggest splash, Hugh thinks he will, Mel thinks Hugh or Lolly will, and specifically discounts the fact that Noel will, Lolly, no, wo- n- no, no won't. won't, no won't, I'm sorry, uh, Lolly thinks she's going to make the biggest splash, Noel thinks Mel will make the biggest splash, and Joe thinks that he's going to make the biggest splash. Uh, they're allowed as many practice splashes as they want, but only one attempt. Uh, the uh, the attempts are broken down into the men versus the women. So first we're shown the men, which is which starts off with Joe, who went into who like it shows their prep first. Uh, Joe went into the shed, found a bucket and a bowling ball, threw the bowling ball into the bucket and shattered it immediately. That's actually in the uh, the opening titles of this season. And, is, and it's the very first thing you see. Yeah. Other than Gre- after Greg at the typewriter. Yeah, because that first shot—it's like if we think back to series one. I think the very first shot was Romish smashing the watermelon on the floor. You need uh, a really captivating moment that needs to draw people in, and that's why the title sequence for each series is so great. Mm -hmm. And then um, everyone seems to go for buckets of water and height for their actual attempt. Hugh takes a brick and climbs the radio mast next to the Taskmaster house. Um, he actually would have gone up much higher, but was told to stop. Uh, Noel and Joe both take a bowling ball. Uh, both, both take a bowling ball up a ladder. Yep. And 
they uh, try to throw it into a bucket. Noel has his bucket raised up a little bit more than Joe does, but um, in the end, uh, and when they do it, Noel and Noel doesn't miss, and Alex is soaked when it goes in. Hugh and Joe miss, or they they nearly miss, like they strike the edge of the bucket both yep. times, and it's really for Hugh especially because Hugh like tried to do this properly, dropped like a plumb line so that he could guide the brick into place, and it still didn't work. And uh, and so yeah, it was uh, he, Joe got six foot two. Hugh got 18 inches, and Noel they had to measure in metric, which is 5 meters 10, which is more than 15 feet. Yeah. Uh, That's about two and a half Greg Davises. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we get the ladies, both of whom have a very different definition of splash than the guys. Because Lolly... No, they don't have a definition of splash. They have a different definition of highest. Well, well, no, they do have a bit of a different definition of splash because all three of the guys went and made a splash by throwing something into water. Mel and Lolly threw water onto something because Lolly repeated what she did... They still have a different definition of highest. Well, we're going to get to that. Because they measured it in like. We're going to get to that in a moment. But um. All right, Captain. Well, Calm down. I'm. I I have a way. I was going to read this out because Lolly did what she did in the rubber duck off the wall test task from episode one, and she tapes the hose to a pole, and then sprays the the hose around. She tapes and sprays water out of the hose. Mel also climbs the radio mast with the pole, and. With the hose, and then sprays the side of the task force. So getting as far up the building as like the three o'clock position on the wall clock on the side of the house. Um, How bougie have, is the house that it has a clock on the side? This house is on a golf course. It's very bougie indeed. Um, but I think someone it, actually lives there when they're not it's, filming. It's like an Airbnb or something, or it's some sort of rentable house. We've talked about this before. But um. Uh, anyways, Alex has to define the word splash for everybody, and it's and basically what it comes out to is that Mel, because she pointed the hose at the house, because splash is basically when the water impacts the surface and bounces off. Mel's created a splash at the three o'clock position on the clock on the ta- side of the Taskmaster house. But because and Lolly, because hers was splashing on the ground after it had fu- come out of the hose, was splashing as soon as it hit the ground. Yep. Personally, I think that both of those are horse shit, and I would not have allowed either of those because in my mind, a splash is like when something is like when a bowling ball falls into water. That's a splash. This is not a splash, but we're not debating that because that's a much bigger argument anyways um because of how this was lollies is uh, scored like less than a mil- like a couple of millimeters or an inch or two lower than what hugh got because it's splashing off of the ground and mel got 
four meters, 50 centimeters. Putting her because, because that's how high up on the house she was. Uh, which makes gives her second place, Noel first place, and then I think it's Joe, Hugh, and Lolly in that order. I... You know, I don't I don't want to do Taskmaster Joe for this because it doesn't You really can't matter. really. But personally, I think that neither Lolly nor Mel created a splash and that's more than a small degree of horse shit that this it was counted as that. Should we play the Taskmaster Joe theme so fast you can't really hear it. Yes. Well, we'll probably have to play it now and then have to play it. We'll we'll just play it now, even though we're just moving straight on to the next task. That Uh, was a fast bit. Here. And that was Taskmaster Joe in like a second. Lolly and Mel disqualified. There we go. Anyways, uh, uh, moving along to task two, which you will take. Uh, So um, this is one of the most iconic tasks of the series, I think. Yeah, I'll go Um, with that choreograph a dance for you and Alex to perform to a choice of ringtones. So the songs they could choose from are in alphabet... I was going to say in alphabetical order, but that's actually not true. Uh, Apex, Bite the Seaside, Night Owl, Playtime, Radiate, Censure, Circuit, Crystals, Uplift, Marimba, Strum, and Xylophone. Which, for those of you who aren't entirely aware of this, those are a lot of the classic ringtones from the iPhone. None of these are Android ringtones. Also, can I make a couple of like uh, commentary notes on the introduction of this task? Please do. The... So first of all, this is another one-off location because the green screen room that they are filming this in front of is not in the Taskmaster house. I, don't I never know. actually noticed that. Because it's it's in some sort of room. I almost want to say it. the closest thing we've seen to it before is the Cheshire Town Hall from impress this mayor is what it looks like, but it's obviously not that room because it's laid no out. No one would go that it's got far, like a... would they? I mean, no, 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 we say we wouldn't go that far. They go to Cheshire football ground at least twice in the next. Yeah. Ha- in the but second no, half no, of the but also the, the room is laid out a little bit differently, or at least the camera's positioned differently, but this is like clearly some sort of like conference room or interior room. Cause it's got like a drop ceiling with led lights. There's windows only on one side. It's clearly like an office building. And I, I don't know if they just set up there for the day because there's nowhere else with a green screen. And it also makes me think that Noel must have done the disguise, your, the camouflage yourself task there. I can see that happening. I'm, I'm a little intrigued as to how that all shook out. Again, if you work for Taskmaster and you're listening to this, do email us and let us know the inside scoop on this. Also, Fun fact, this is the fir- this pr- this task is introduced in this is probably the smallest form factor we've had for a task yet as outside of like ma- or the second smallest considering that there was a mini task on a mini easel last time with the with the painting task with the paint from a distance task but this is presented in a CD case the little square jewel case that you used to get with young people CD CDs are a physical form of music I know you don't have them anymore, but they are presented in that in that square shape, and I think this might be the smallest task we've gotten yet. I honestly wouldn't know. It's also I I do like that it's actually called now. That's what I call ringtones. 
which is obviously making fun of the CD is called. Now that's, that's what, what I, I call music. Well, yeah, it's parroting. That's what I call music. But it's do you get those in the states? Yeah, we have. There's a bunch of different versions of it. They're not as I thought. I hate to say that. I th- this is something I thought was only done in the UK. I have no oh, idea no. why. I think it just had that British vibe to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Now that's what I call. Well, now that's what I call music. It was a big thing for ages. I mean, they okay, still do on. them. It's a collection I, of the so- songs from like. It's like they they come on like three or four times a year, and it's just a collection of songs from the last three or four months. Yeah, I haven't seen an ad for that in ages, but I, it definitely was a big thing on television, like being advertised every every like at the end of every year. Back when, like, I they watched to, cable TV regularly. When was the first one? I actually, I pulled up the Wikipedia page. Now, that's what I call music. Was first introduced in the UK and Ireland by Sony Music in 1983. Spin-off series began starting in 1984. The US got them in '98, and they've been all over the place since. Well, it, the so then it technically is album, a British thing. The most recent album is now. That's what I call music seventy nine, which that's was not released true. in August six, two thousand twenty one. That that's not true. That, they, they made it to like the one hundred. They've made it to triple digits in the UK. This is the US release. Oh, and if if that, that if that is that the US one? Yeah, the US one only has gone from like nineteen ninety eight. I think the most recent, I think it's now in the UK, it's, oh, it's 100. Now that's what I call music 110 is the most yeah. recent one. And there are also a bunch of various like special edition ones. Like now that's what I call country music. And now that's what I call Motown. And now that's what I call the 1990s. Yeah. So um, anyway, should we talk about the tasks? Yes. Yes, we should. Well, I, I will. So, um, oh, also one last thing before we start. Um, Alex actually introduces the task by having his phone ring while they're doing the studio task at studio segment at the end of task one. His phone rings in his pocket. He pulls it out and that starts. Do you remember what the ringtone was? I don't. I don't. You're going to have to put in a soundbite or something because I do. No, I'm not. I actually. This is not a very soundbite friendly task because it's all visual based. Yeah, fun fact, I actually got totally nerd sniped on this one because I used to have an iPhone and now I don't. So I was frantically switching back between the episode and my phone, an episode and YouTube videos of iPhone ringtones trying to figure out what the last two ringtones were because they didn't say what they were. Uh, I n- I've heard the one that Hugh's done because it was like my alarm and to wake up in the morning for a bit. Which is, Everyone I has hate, had all of these sounds as their alarm. Which is why we iPhone. hate. Which is why we hate them. Yeah, like I actually, I when I had an iPhone, I had to segregate several ringtones as just ringtones and never use them for my alarm. I feel I can't. I feel like I, for a while. What I did was I had, um, sorry, I'm just being a bit quieter. For a while, for a brief period of time, I had the song Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham as my uh, morning alarm. You're breathing heavy. Are you all right? I'm not breathing heavily at all. Just I have quite the window heavy. open. 
I have the sounded quite heavy. The breeze picked up. Anyway, uh, I had the song "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" by Wham as my alarm for a bit. Uh, I couldn't keep it like that, or else I would grow to hate. I was on the verge of growing to hate the song. Now, actually, I want to ask you a question: Are you one of those people who has a single alarm, or do you have like nineteen of them? Um, I've got about three alarms on my phone. Okay, cool. I I have like nineteen different alarms between like when, between like an hour and a half, but before when I have to get up and when I have to and when I'm officially late. Like I am not a morning person. Ne- I don't and, think I, I I'm not a morning person either. I hate mornings so much. But um, yeah, the iPhone ringtones are kind of here. Fun fact about the iPhone ringtones: sometimes you get attached to them so much you don't want to give them up. Because I set one of the alert tones, not even a ringtone, as the ringtone for my mom when she called me. And when I went switch to Android, I could not actually think about having her as a different ringtone. So I had to find a YouTube compilation of all the alert tones from an iPhone, download it, cut out just that little one from it, and put that into my phone so that I had the correct ringtone. Cool story, bro. Anyway, uh, Mel oh Gedroich. Oh my god. You don't get to be that dismissive when you made me listen to BoJack Horseman trivia. No, it's my podcast. Remember, I'm in the driver's seat here. Okay. You are the backseat driver. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Uh, I feel bad. You can. T- I'll give you an extra minute to talk if you want. No, I'm good. That was, that was the end of it. <laughs> oh god, I'm such a c- can i say that i it's your podcast man you're the one who does the editing too uh i don't think i can i'll i'll censor it (laughs) i don't mind um and anyway censorship is funny anyway mel dances to what she thinks is censure like it was literally the word censure was the whole focus of her piece but it was actually radiate yeah, she uh she thought it was a f- I thought it was a very sensual esque dance done on their knees. Yeah, they very- did it uh, in front of the green screen. Her and Alex were in a a back alleyway. They come An together and just background. say, they ask, "Is this censure?" To which the answer is no, and then radiate plays. Well, no. Mel goes, is this censure at the beginning of it? Yeah. Radiate plays, and then That's she why goes I said at the, the end of it, no. this, is, this is censure, she says at the end. Uh, she's, she was wrong, then. She was wrong. Actually, they have the whole sound. I have the. I wrote down exactly when the soundbite of her fi- figuring that out at the end. It's at like 18 minutes, 37 seconds, if you want to play that, of when Alex tells her she played the wrong one. I mean, sure, okay. The only problem was it wasn't censure, it was radiate. But apart from that, (laughs) you read the CD wrong, but it was, yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, that's not the only back alley we get to see in this performance. Uh, Alex's uh, builder's butt is available. Alex's builder butt available now on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, Alex's builders, but avail- uncensored on Gorm Hub. <laughs> yes, well, ta- Taskmaster Tube is that Task Murray Vision? It'll be on Mur- Gorm Hub, Murray Vision. Prevented, presented in Murray Vision on Gorm Hub. 
featured exclusively on Took the Meister. No, no, no. It's, it's the it's the the short film that plays before Took the Meister in the theaters. <laughs> oh yeah. We um. It, well, let, let's start like a. Let's the start Taskmaster a cinematic universe is quite fun. The TMCU. Mm-hmm. That's a good title too. Uh, we've got the uh, lady, yeah. lady yeah, lolly, no, no, princess of Adafope. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, Noel suggests that uh, he, he likes the idea that in Alex's back alley, uh, there's a tiny little Alex and Noel doing Alex and Mel performing. The Alex same and Mel, dance. sorry, yeah. It's 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 recursive all the way down to the subatomic level. It's like goes on for infinity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know why I find this so funny. No fielding. Um, no fielding. He actually, actually chooses chose Sensha. Sensha. And uh, it's he and Alex doing some cheeky running, uh, kind of shrew slash stoat movements, depending on who you were. It, it looks like a doggy paddle as well, if they're doing it. Yeah. So they start um, off running through a jungle. Uh, and then it, they go into. Noel says they're in Covent Garden, but they're they're that, the Hamley's Toy Store is uh, on the street. It's the big building with all the red canopies next to it. And I've been to Hamley's, and I know it's on Regent Street um, in London. But this means this means background. nothing to you. It's London. I, I, no, no, yeah, I was going to say it's an urban background, and then there is it's Regent Street, not Covent Garden. And then there is. Uh, After there's that, there's fireworks psych- and then an acid trip, right? No, uh, it then goes into the psychedelic drug slash acid trip, <laughs> and then it's the firework display. Oh, okay. They ended on a bang. Okay. Literally. And it's it's quite cute, quite fun. Uh, was this the one that Noel said reminded him of baby dinosaurs? I don't remember writing that down. It uh, doesn't matter. Uh, I can't be asked to go up back and see, but... Uh, yeah, it's a cute little piece. I liked it. Um, jo- we'll talk about Joe and Lolly together as they're quite quick. Um, uh, Lolly and Alex are in a theater. Well, it's like it looks like a puppet show theater kind of thing. Yeah, it's a red, red curtain cut. background. I yeah, think that's just like a default image setting. Yeah, and uh, they're like high fiving each other, like they're doing like uh, the way we knew it in. The, a sailor went to CCC. That's how we did it. Like a clap, high five, clap, high five, clap. That high sounds five. a lot like patty cake, which is what I had, mm. I, which is what I thought it looked like. Well, we did a, a sailor went to CCC to see what he could CCC, but all that he could CCC was the bottom of the deep blue CCC. That's what it was here. Cool. You probably did like a bunch of hand motions that that I don't that I didn't see, but um. Oh no! It's just the same I, as like I, clapping, high fiving, clapping, high fiving. I take your word for it. I take your word for it. Um, but yeah, uh, Alex accidentally high fives Lolly in the face. I I'm gonna put accidentally in quotation marks because to this day I still don't know whether he meant to do it or not. Um, but it's okay because friendship is truth, and truth is friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I love Joe so much because it was so si- so simple, but so funny. Uh, he and Alex sort of like lock legs and just hop around in a circle. Well, they're holding hands under each yeah. other's legs. And um, 
Alex is wearing Joe's Macklemore pimp coat. Uh, that's officially what I'm calling it. And um, they're both in sunglasses on a plane runway. And then a plane actually comes and they run away from it at the end. Yeah. And we uh, don't know what song it was. Then. I do know what song it was because oh. I looked for like 10 minutes to try and figure out which one it was. It was playtime because I could remember the melody, but I didn't know what it was called. And so I had to search through like three different compilations to find it because there's like two different ways you can search for iPhone ringtones. And if you look up the classic ones from like the iPhone to the iPhone 4, there's a bunch. And then Playtime actually, I think, came out with like iOS 6 on the iPhone 5. And so that's not in the classic iPhone ringtone compilations. Oh, okay. Because when Apple upgraded to new ringtones with, I think, like the iPhone 5 or the iPhone 6, they moved all of the OG ringtones into their own little folder at the bottom of the screen called Classic, which is why everyone calls them as the classic iPhone ringtones. And so... It's not in there, and neither is the one that Hugh did later, which is was even harder to find because naturally, Hugh did the song called "Up," the ringtone called "Uplift," which, if you haven't noticed, starts with a U. And so, I hate that uplift. It's at the, I, did, it's I didn't at know it was cool, but I hate it. At the end of every compilation, because there's only one after that is waves, so and xylophone, which means that you are sitting there for like. 10 minutes try as this compilation plays trying to figure out which fucking one it is i mean you could go in reverse alphabetical order i'm not okay i am watching someone do this on a youtube video trying to figure it out i am not anyway Hugh, an iphone because uh, i'm on an android can we talk about hugh yes yes uh, we can sorry i lost the task uh, Hugh Dennis dances to Uplifting, as you said. I already hate Uplift. the song. Uplift, sorry. I already hate this ringtone because it was my alarm for a while. So I associated it with a feeling of great discomfort, and I still do. Um, you know you know but, what I just realized? What? This, this song is called Uplift. What do Hugh and Alex both do? Uh, they, they uplift each other. Uh, but yeah, they they lift they they lift each other up and put each other on each other's backs and sort of carry each other around. And Greg describes it as horseshit. And yeah, Greg. Was I personally actually, don't agree, but I don't know why. He was kind of well, he was rude to begin with, and Hugh also put a lot of effort into it. Also, note from the YouTube side: this is probably one of the first episodes in which they gave up on censoring swearing. Because every YouTube episode before this has had the swearing censored. Yep. And they just gave up for this one, and they haven't done it since. I mean, to be fair, though, I would, it, 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 I would kind of have given up, too. Yeah. Um, Taskmaster Joe? Yes. Well, you have to, give what, you have to do what, uh, Hugh did, what Greg did first. Oh, yeah. So Mel and Noel are given joint first place. Then uh, Friendship is Truth gets third. Uh, Joe gets second. Uh, second last, and Hugh gets last. Right. Taskmaster Joe. Taskmaster Joe. Uh, I'm going to give Lolly and Joe joint fourth. Nobody was bad, but I think that Lolly and Joe's 
are definitely the weaker ones. Knowles is third because, you know, it just didn't do anything, but it was better than the other ones. And then Mel and Hugh get joined first because I, I, Mel's was good. It was funny, even without Alex's ass crack helping that along. And then Hughes was genuinely good. Can't really differentiate the two. I mean, you 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 have a very different opinion to Greg, but yeah. Greg, I I disagree strongly with Greg throughout this entire season. I think that Greg must have must have have it had it out for Hugh. Like I, I like mean, he's knowing. I think he's starting to find his stride and being a bit more tough and no nonsense. I also think that probably Greg is insanely jealous of the fact that Hugh's probably a lot funnier than him, at least on Mock the Week. Well, De- Hugh Dennis is a regular on Mock the Week. I know. I know. I I bet there's some really petty reason why Greg did acted like this. I mean, you can't um you can't go and expect to win every TV show you're on unless you're unless you're Ed Gamble who no word of a lie will win any quiz show he's on. <laughs> and he yep. will w- and he will steal the podcast idea from us so it looks like we didn't come up with it first. <laughs> we do have the Reddit post of you coming up this ages before. Yeah, but who even gives a shit at this point? <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, let's go um, on to the uh, toilet paper task. This is you? Is it me? Yes, yeah, it is yes, me. Yes, I just did it. Yes, I'm good at this. Let's keep going. Task three, create a portrait of a celebrity using Lou roll. There is a camera above your head. The mat beneath your feet is your canvas. Best portrait wins. You have 20 minutes. Your time starts now. The uh, the Taskmaster logo is made out of toilet paper rolls. And the uh, and that's that's basically it from the whole setup. It's the, it's the, the main room of the Taskmaster house. Nothing is really shown of how anything is actually made, except for Hugh, who basically stops and sits around for a bit as he thinks about this. Um, a, a sound bite from 27 minutes, 18 seconds in is... Are you an artistic sort of man? No. Hugh's delivery of that is great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we are then back to the studio to see how they go. Lolly's is first... Um, Greg thinks that this might be Gandhi, um, except that there is a speech bubble beneath that says Accio, which yeah. is, of a course, spell a spell Harry from Harry Potter, which reveals that this is, in fact, Harry Potter. I would argue that this is not a celebrity. Harry Potter is a fictional character. You could say it's Daniel Radcliffe, the actor who portrayed Harry Potter, but it's Although not it actually... Although it wouldn't be as guessable, then. If it wasn't for the lightning scar in the word Accio. Yeah. Uh, he would have still been drawn to Gandhi. Yep. Although, wasn't Gandhi bald? Yeah, but th- th- I don't... No, this is not the first time we're going to get into, like, representations of people in uh, in paper like this. Um, next up is Hugh. Now, Hugh has... And actually, Greg deems this is a really good picture provided you know who it is because greg yep. greg thinks this is hugh grant and then alex who says i've that been he, compared to on numerous occasions for being uh white middle class okay anyways uh, um, you'll only get that if you know me personally okay 
like anyways, really, really closely. But who cares? Um, anyways, uh, Alex then reveals that Hugh left the room to think, came back with a five-pound note, and this is actually a portrayal of the Queen of England, which um, Greg is very displeased by, although I'm not entirely certain why, because the five-pound note depicts the Queen when she was much younger, and it does kind of look like her, as well as, as, well as you can do with toilet paper in, like, 20 minutes. So it's not, it's not a terrible design. It's just very sort it's of, like, so. minimalist. Also, I don't think that it looked like Hugh Grant at all either. So, you know, there's that. Um, it was supposed to be the Queen. Yeah, well, it doesn't... Yeah. But um, next up is Noel Fielding, who did a self-portrait that looks great. Not much to be said there. Uh, next up, Joan Lysette. Um, another person with a speech bubble. This one says, I'm Pam, which... I don't know this reference, Emerson. Who is Pam St. Clemens? Pam St. Clemens is one of the uh, characters from the show EastEnders, one of the longest characters to appear. Uh, she's been played by... Um, well, Pam St. Actually, Pam St. Clemens is the actress who plays the character, uh, but the character's Pat Butcher, who's the okay. EastEnders character who's been in for about... Uh, thir- who was in for about 30 years. Okay, cool. So so a soap opera character. Okay, I, I didn't really get that reference, but does does it look like her? Uh, sort of. I'm, tr- I'm trying to see if, she, if Pam St. Clemens was the... Oh, Pam, Pam consistently played Pat Butcher, except for a woman called Emma Cook, who played her in flashbacks. But yeah, Pam's, Pam played uh, Pat Butcher for a solid 30 years. Okay. From episode 138 to episode 5,286. Good for her. Consistent work is good. Anyways, on to um, Mel. Which, um... So Mel... Okay, so it comes out and we think that it's like Jesus. That's an option. Um, actually... The entire soundbite of this is uh, is really good. This is a 2938, and honestly, they'll be able to tell it much better than I ever could. But just to describe it, it's a very, like, broad individual, like a man with long hair done in toilet paper. And if you could play that soundbite, Emerson, right now. Yeah, yeah I can so, see why Greg would guess those people. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, Mel's hopes of getting the top spot are not exactly staying alive, if that's her interpretation of ba- Barry Gibb. Well, but, but she no, but she thought it was Chris Christopherson, who I've never heard of. Chris Christopherson is an actor. Which uh, hold on, let me. Well, his name up. rung a bell before this, but I didn't know who he was for sure. How Chris far Chris- in are we? We are an hour and three. We should okay. make this. A okay, pretty quick Chris next. I'll make this a quick next task. Is an actor, musician, and songwriter. Done a lot of country music. Spells his name with K's. Um. Got was awarded a was nominated for a BAFTA in 1973, and I've stopped giving a shit. Anyways, back on to uh. So have I. Backed on to this um. 
Greg gives Noel first place, Joe second place, Hugh third place, which is better than I thought he was going to do, considering how cruel he was to Hugh. And then Mel and Lolly get a joint fifth. Um, if you want to do the Taskmaster Joe theme. Taskmaster Joe. So, Noel, I'm giving first. Very good thing. Uh, Joe, I had actually in my notes as second with a question mark because I didn't know who Pam was. But uh, if you if you say that it looks like her, I'm going to give him that. I mean, I I don't really care to be honest. Hugh Hugh gets third because I thought that it wasn't a bad representation of the queen, but it also could have been a little bit more identifiable. Uh, Mel gets fourth place because doesn't really look like Barry Gibb or Chris Christopherson, but Lolly's was actively unidentifiable without the speech bubble, so she gets last place. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, so uh, on to task four, the gymnastics edition. Do the most incredible thing with a pommel horse. So, yeah, there's a pommel horse uh, in front of the Taskmaster house. Lolly and uh, Hugh paired up to oh I, I should say first that their time would start when they next blink and um uh Hugh tries to avoid Alex's eyes at all time in stark contrast to Noel who stares down the camera the whole time until he blinks yeah uh <laughs> that that was really funny and I also like how Mel blinks like at the end of the sentence unconsciously so she blinked immediately mm-hmm it's like saying when contestants say, should we think about it before you say your time starts now? And then them saying your time starts now triggers the start of the clock. Then, Yep. Uh, the the pommel horse is set up in front of the Taskmaster house in the driveway. Yeah. Just as so, a um, scenery note. Lolly and Hugh are up first because they both do gymnast- actual gymnastics-based things. Well, Hugh does. Lolly just sort of like uh, climb continually climbs over the pommel horse as though it were a fence. Yeah, it's actually it's really funny. Lolly apparently like watched gymnastics stuff from, from London twenty twelve, and which wasn't even the most recent Olympics at the time of this. Did this film in twenty sixteen? Was this before after Rio? I think this was. I mean. There would have been a Winter Olympics between these two. I don't remember when was the twenty fourteen. They, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have done pommel horse in the Winter Olympics. Are you insane? You said there was an Olympics. I mean, I'm not a I Summer just, Olympics. Yeah. Um. I just can't remember when the. 2014. It was broadcast in 2017, like April. So this must have been filmed in like November to January. Okay, so yeah, this would have been after. Uh, after Rio. Also, just for my own edification, uh, 2014 was in Sochi. I'd forgotten that. That's why I was trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, Lolly, not great. Uh, Greg says that if she had just come out by the pommel horse and stood next to it without doing anything, it would have been conceived. Yeah. Perceived. Did I just say perceived as more incredible, not conceived? Yeah, you did say perceived. That's good. Also, uh, um, I it's it's actually just incredible how bad it was. Indeed it was. 
Uh, in stark contrast to Hugh Dennis. Now, I should say that Hugh Dennis is actually wearing Alex Horn's vest. No, no, he, Hugh was wearing a tank top. Yeah, that that but, vest. That's what we call the white things that go under your clothes. British. That's what we call we. I didn't think that was t- Alex's. I thought that did was it. They said so on the podcast, the official podcast, oh, when I th- Hugh Dennis went on that his highlight, one of his highlights was letting uh, Alex borrow his vest. Huh? Was Alex letting him borrow his vest? Really, I thought that he just had that as an undershirt because that's all, what a lot of like people of a certain age did was they wore mm. tank tops or stuff like that underneath their I think shirt. that might be the first language barrier problem we've encountered. Yeah, actually, although that is the more like family-friendly name for that because it's it's technically an A shirt. A lot of shirts actually have like letters corresponding. To, that's why like the T-shirts are called that. But the more common name for that shirt in the United States is a wife beater. For uh, <laughs> for reasons because uh, because a lot of people because because they- reasons because reasons yeah yeah and um we're gonna not address it as that because interestingly enough while I have said throughout this entire thing that Hugh looks like a serial killer putting on a tank top some while still wearing jeans and a belt somehow manages to humanize him an incredible amount. Mm. Although he'll probably I, I, come, at, he'll probably come at you with a giant. Uh, no, he looks much more normal like that. Strangely, I can no, I can, I can picture him coming at you with a long spanner. Well, that is uh, um, your mental image. I think it, it makes. I need look, to. We need to wrap this up quickly. Yes, I need yes, to go to it's bed. very, very fun. It's very. Uh, I really like Hugh's performance. Hugh does eleven front flips in ten minutes. Pretty impressive. That's about one front flip every forty-five seconds. Yeah, and he had a uh, ball. He did, yes, but he couldn't do it straight onto the concrete. Because of a health and safety issue. But um, next up is Joe, and he turns the pommel horse into an, well, I was going to say an actual horse, but no, it's just sort of like a, a, a character with wellies, uh, some weird, like, um, loafers, and a big old tennis racket horse dick with a cone on the end. Yeah, do you want to actually just play the explanation, the soundbite he has of the explanation? Yeah. For this, yeah, it's at 35 minutes, 37 seconds. Okay. What it is, is it's a piece of modern art. It's a very sad scene. This horse was ridden here by an elderly gentleman who's gone to go and collect something, forgotten to take the zimmer, and has died. (laughs) It's a great allegory for our age. Shall I go now? I suppose so. Why is the horse wearing wellies? Because it's wet out, isn't it? Okay. (laughs) Next up is Mel, who uh, attempts to make the pommel horse disappear, uh, Harry Houdini style. Uh, And she she does. She drops a couple of tarpaulins over uh, the horse. And when she lifts them up, the horse has disappeared. And Greg describes it as... Pretty Las Vegas shit. I also appreciate the joke of her being Pommel Gedroich when she's introduced that, into this. Well, Mel liked it. Greg, I thought it was he, funny. He thought it was just a waste of time. Also, but, um, I appreciate that Mel gets into the full magician garb by having a tarp around her shoulders as a cape. Yeah. 
I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was fully because like it was very dramatic. Oh like, yeah, no. The, these. But I was fully. Two... No, what well, I was. I was fully expecting her to turn around and just walk into the wall or something. <laughs> I. That would sort be of fun. like as something that would just like completely Undercut destroy. It, yeah. Destroy the illusion, like you know when she did the destroy the cake task. Yeah, uh, squash it down and then walks into a table. <laughs> yep. No, actually, uh, I was very pleased with both Mel and Noel's ta- tasks because they were actually they they had a lot of fun with it. Thinking back to Mel walking into the table reminds me of a vine. Uh, this kid he tries to do a magic trick and doesn't go well, but basically he's got like two small tup- two Tupperwares on top of each other. He pulls a piece of paper out. I don't know what he was trying to do, but the Tupperware just sort of seems to like awkwardly fall into another, but he rolls with it and he like walks backwards with his mouth open in shock. He's like, yes, I've done this. And he trips over backwards what I think was a dishwasher, uh, open dishwasher lid. So he just walks backward and like, oh yeah, I did that. And he just trips over backwards. Congratulations on on explaining a vine in the length of a TikTok. That's impressive. Well, when you have to explain a visual medium, it takes longer I know. to do. Also, I just want to say that that reference is going to be dated by like in like three years' time, and no one's going to know what either of those things mean. Uh, but anyways, let's keep going. What does Noel do? Uh, Noel dresses up as a Russian peasant woman and uh, turns the pommel horse into Alex. And then rides it. Very simple, yes. very fun. Turns the pommel horse into a pommel Alex is what I had down in my notes. I mean, but, Greg um, will probably want to pommel Alex in a bit. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, what do, what does Greg do the scores as? Uh, Mel and Hugh both get five. Joe and Noel both get three. And Lolly is left in the dust once again. Right. Uh, Taskmaster Joe time, because I actually did it a bit differently. Taskmaster Joe. Right, so Lolly gets gets fifth place, last place, because hers sucked. Duh. No, uh, no more reason for that. Joe gets fourth place. I uh, didn't like it. Mel gets third because I thought hers was really good, but the uh, no, but it's just beaten out by Noel because the I I wasn't expecting the transform into Alex, and that was really funny. And then, for obvious reasons, Hugh gets first place. Yep, I can see that. So there's only one task to go, and it's the life task. I'm glad you're taking this one, because I literally wrote down nothing for it, except the scores. Okay, make the highest tower using these tubes. You have 100 seconds. Again, this is a very visual-heavy task, but there's a bunch of tubes piled up on top of the uh, tables that they always have. They're like kitchen roll tubes that have been painted in different colors. Yeah, and there's always a table in front of each contestant on the stage, and so they're piled up there. Um, The the Notably, the ta- the tower is measured from the height from the bottom of the tubes to the tops of the tubes, not from like the floor to the top. And uh, Mel, Lolly, and Hugh do try and actually make structures, but Noel and Joe hedge their bets and kind of assume that everyone else is going to fuck up and knock them over, so they don't do anything. And this for for probably the only time in Taskmaster history, this blows up in their faces because nobody actually makes anything fall over. Uh, Mel and Hugh each get uh, three tubes high, and then everybody else gets two because, like, I think 
Lolly just didn't get hers very high, and then Noel and Joe like scrabbled and were like, shit, 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 we've got to build them taller. I I personally think that somebody should have gone around and at the very last second knocked over the other people's towers, but that would be bad sportsmanship. And it would also be, you would make no friends doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, this this cast would definitely not have done that, but I could totally see Ramesh doing that. If Ramesh was just desperate to win, he would. He definitely would have. Yeah. Because he lost, he lost by a point in the first series despite not winning a task, and he... He blames Despite it all on the an episode, yeah, and he and he blames it all on Josh's bean point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, at the uh, at the end of the episode, Mel Gedroich, coincidentally enough, wins by a single point, and overtaking Noel Fielding at the last possible moment. Uh, she goes on stage to collect her surprising photographs and immediately puts on the the Hugh mask. Which We're I think at is the really halfway funny. point of the series too. I don't have the scores up to this point though. I, which I don't probably either. should have done. I didn't write them down. Uh, who gives a shit? They, if you're listening, you probably know how it went. How the series who went. Gives- who gives a shit, says the guy who's really tired. Go to bed, Emerson. We're we're going to finish up this episode oh, you- right now. Goodbye, Wait. everyone. Oh, um, okay, what? bye. What's up? Do you have more? I haven't clicked the end yet. I was just going to say, we said we were Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone in the beginning. Uh, oh. I, hate to, I hate to say that we are not uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. We are just uh, Emerson Lote and uh, Joseph Zadar, two uh, lonely guys who do have nothing better to do with their lives. <laughs> I, I, I resent that categorization as two lonely guys. You can be lonely. I am not. Goodbye.